Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's trying to kill the microwave. My name's Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, TexasFootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just in the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of thy choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, the hardest working woman in television. Streaming, I should say. <laughs> she's a Dutch to the Dork. She's Miss 305. She's Miss 956. She's Ashley Pickle. I have a lot of area codes. You do have a lot of area codes. I like that. It What's shows code on your phone number? Nope. I'm and not giving people any part of my phone number. I could look this up. You could. Yeah. Um, I could. Anyway. And sitting to my right, he's a recruiting Grub. for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. From Next Level Athlete, it's our friend Greg Powers. Howdy, y'all. Hi, buddy. Doing all right? Yeah. I'm just I'm licking my wounds from that TCU beatdown. I know you guys probably covered that. A lot before I got here, but still, yeah. I didn't yeah. get to say anything about it. It Would was you, a rough and, night. And here, I watched the whole game. And here, Oh, gosh. You actually made it the whole game. And here, with 60 seconds on the national championship game. Let me set my timer. Hold on. You get 60 seconds. Do, anything do, you want to do, 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 do. In three, two, one, and go. You know what? I think it was a good platform, because I'm going to tie this into recruiting. Right? Nice. I think it was a good platform for Sonny Dykes and TCU to get onto the big stage. It's not a stage that any other Big 12 teams have been on since the college football playoff started. And if I'm a coach there, I'm sitting down with a top recruit in a living room. That's my selling point, right? And TCU now has a chance to be with OU and Texas. Certain, I mean, they beat both of those teams. They have a chance to be the premier team in the Big 12. That team. And it's in the DFW. What a recruiting pitch TCU and Sonny Dykes have moving forward. Got 23 more seconds if you want it. Wow, that was only 40 seconds? I was really hoping you were just going to cry for 60 seconds, like forced tears. I wasn't going to cry forced tears because I, I mean, I did predict that Georgia would win. You did? But I thought TCU would have a better showing. I think that was, that was the disappointment, right? It's just how the game unfolded. And time. Well done. All right, today is Wednesday, January 11th, 2023, 316 days to Thanksgiving. Happy 268th birthday to former United States Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. I sure hope that he's having a great birthday today. 
Oh boy. Oh boy. This is Oh, this is I'm 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 terribly terribly saddened to report that um Alexander Hamilton was murdered 210 years ago by Aaron Burr. Do we have the breaking news sounder? No. Episode 1,523. On today's show, folks, it's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers and Excel Athlete, talking all things recruiting across the Lone Star State. In the back half of the program, we're going to kick around something that's all across the recruiting world right now, and that is we're going to talk a little bit about the recruiting calendar and how exactly it should work. There are some people, some very prominent people, who want to get rid of the early signing period. There are other people who want to move the early signing period up. We'll hear what Greg Powers, the most powerful man in recruiting, thinks of it. <laughs> yes. Coming up here at the back half of the program. But first, do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, Tony Blaylock, Ed McElroy, and Coach Terry Crawford. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, my friends. <clears throat> new year, new you. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. This is This Week in Cruton. So, it's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. See his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. And, of course, this is brought to you by our good chicken friends at Chicken Express. Chicken Express, I got to be honest, there's usually not anything left whenever I order Chicken Express. But if there was, I bet I could reheat it in an air fryer. You could. I, you know, although I'm a big rolls in the microwave guy, I don't know that you would want to put a roll in the air fryer. That thing would no. just kind of like get crispy. Yeah, it's true. so boy, the the tendies would be great though. Yeah, tendies. yeah, that, that's that's through smot sticks. Oh, you could finally reheat okra. I bet. Oh, you. Can. I love I bet, okra because you know what? Here's the thing: okra gets squishy the, in the microwave yeah. because the 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 Chicken Express okra is exceptional. But you got to eat it within the first like twenty minutes. Yeah, well, and that's that's any okra. Okra that's is okra, the yeah. because when the breading gets squishy, okra is already squishy. Like yeah. any good fried okra is not crispy on the inside. So mm. oh yeah, that's it. Oh wow. Okay, okay. we're figuring we things out. Anyway, we love, did it, guys. Love you, Chicken Express. This week in recruiting, it's always good. This, this week in recruiting <laughs> with Greg Powers and Excel Athlete. Let's start with our prospect on the rise. We're going to Lake Travis to start talk about their soon-to-be senior outside linebacker Marcus Boswell. Marcus Boswell picked up a pair of in-state offers last week from UTSA and Texas State, and was re-offered by Deion Sanders at Colorado uh, this week. This is a guy who is going to be at the Next Level Athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston this Saturday, so you will be up close and personal with Mr. Boswell. You know what? Credit to Lake Travis's... Look at this highlight tape quality. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. HD quality. This is good. It's It's pretty cool. 1080p. Yeah, Boswell was a guy who came to the camp last year when I invited him. He, you know, he was playing like wide receiver, linebacker, um, doing some different things. He, I think, he camped last year as a wide receiver. He was still growing into his frame, um, and didn't one hundred percent know like what was going to be his calling card yet. Well, this guy stepped into what that calling card is going to be on the field this year. Uh, very quick off the edge, uh, gets to the football in a hurry. And things are just starting to take off for Marcus Boswell down at Lake Travis because he plays, you know, they've got a pretty good defense usually mm-hmm. year over year. And he's going to get a chance to showcase those skill sets. He, you know, he brings something to the table because he can cover a little bit. He can tackle well. He, you know, at 6'1", 200, new, new age style mm-hmm. linebacker. These are the type of guys these spread 
offenses hate. So that's why he's going to catch a whole lot of attention. And I'm glad that we got to highlight him early on before you know he had 15 offers. He's going to be a guy that I know you expect you're, you're interested to get some eyes on down there at the Texas, the next Athlete Texas Top 100 Showcase in Houston coming up here this Saturday. So uh, keep an eye on him, Marcus Boswell, linebacker there from uh, Lake Travis. Let's move on to our commit of the week. Perhaps one of the very last commits of the week in the class of 2023 as we bid farewell to a historic class uh, at the All-American Bowl, the Under Armour All-American Bowl, is that right? He was at the All-American Game. All-American Game there in San Antonio on uh, Saturday. All-American Bowl, yeah. All-American Bowl. Bowl. Next. Uh, (laughs) Isn't there a next in there somewhere? That's the Under Armour Next All-America Game. This one was at the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. Temple's Temple's 2023 wide receiver, Mikkel Harrison Pilot, has committed to Houston. Go Cougs! Cougs, Holland, the number 28 prospect in the DCTF Hot 100, the number 8 wide receiver in the state. Uh, just simple, simple question for you, uh, Gregory. Is this the number one signee for the uh, for the Cougars in 2023? He is the highest rated signee in this class, and I think that he has a chance to be a early contributor. Um, why I believe that is he's a four year varsity. He was a four year varsity starter for Scott Stewart. Um, playing some different positions, but as he's matured within that Temple program, he's become a very technique-sound wide receiver. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who kind of does a little bit of everything really well, Um, runs great routes, has great hands, has the frame to, um, you know, overpower Mm -hmm. smaller defensive backs, understands how to get open, and he's a coach's son. You know, his his father, Chris Pilot, played at Houston, was a linebacker there, and he's a coach on Temple's staff as well. So he's been well coached, you know, from the jump, and I think that'll give him a competitive advantage as he competes against other signees and transfer guys who are going to be coming into that program um, for early PT. So I I really love this pickup for Houston. They beat out TCU, but as – you guys may recall he's one of the most heavily offered prospects in the country i he i think he ended up with maybe 48 total Mm -hmm. scholarship offers so he had a lot of you know big time colleges coming after him including schools like texas and oklahoma so this is a huge get for dana holgerson um he did it on national television which is a feather in your cap Mm -hmm. for your program to be able to see you know a four-star recruit pick your team on national tv so that's pretty cool in and of itself but just just the whole package here. Off the field, great kid, great family, um, and great teammate. Mm-hmm. So not only does he bring it on the field, he has what you know a lot of people are going to be happy with off the field as well. He's a big-time playmaker heading to the Cougs as uh, Houston hauls in the services of Temple wide receiver Mikel Harrison, pilot. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State. This is This Week in Recruiting. We'll continue with the underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week is Duncanville, soon to be sophomore. No, soon to be junior. He's a sophomore now. Soon to be junior wide receiver DeCorian Moore, class of 2025. The reason we bring him up is that he has been named the very first, the inaugural DCTF five-star prospect for the wow. class of 2025. He's already got 29 scholarship offers. Um, Greg Powers, of all the players in the class of 2025, this is the one that you have given that fifth, that five-star uh, rating to first. Why DeCorian Moore? I think he's a f- easy selection because I think he's a five-star lock. Um, 5'11", 170. He d- 
like Mikel Harrison Pilot, who we were just talking about, DeCorian Moore is a guy who just gets it on the field. Mm -hmm. The thing that really sold me on him this season was what he does when the football's not in his hands. He is a tremendous blocker. He runs every route like he, they're throwing him the football. And, you know, that gives teams – I mean, you have, to co you, know, you have to cover him. You think mm -hmm. the play's going that way every single time. He takes no plays off. That He's got that dog in him, as they like to say. It. You know what I mean? He's I got that it. dog in him. I love DeCorian more. Um, I think he's going to grow a little bit too. He's long armed and he's he's really physically impressive for 5'11, 170. That really doesn't tell the whole story. Mm -hmm. And he is a blazer. He's a guy who runs a sub 11, 100 meter dash. You know, he's in that 4'3, 40 range. Um, and he led Duncanville to a state championship this Darn year. Sure and did, I, you Bob. know, reflecting back on the season, right? Reflecting back on the season a little bit here. I remember that. L looking back at the numbers, Duncanville really transitioned into a team that was able to throw the football yes, down did. the stretch. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really what changed this team from the prior year teams that came up a little bit short. This was a team that could do it both and the North Shore defense in that championship game had to respect um, what they could go do deep in the vertical passing game, and a big reason was DeCorian Moore. And we saw him make a huge catch in that game. As a matter of fact, one of the key moments may have been his punt in mm -hmm. that uh, yeah. state championship game where he pinned North Shore down on the one-yard line. Mm -hmm. I think that was like one of the hugest plays. So just a guy who can make plays and factor in all phases of the game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right, and, and he's a playmaker that we really enjoyed watching over the course of the season, and he is now the first DCTF five-star in big the class time. 2025. Big time. Congrats to Corian Moore. Let's round it all out with our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week is Katie Pato, defensive end Logan Thomas. I am shocked. It's a Katie <laughs> Pato defensive end. Have they uh, had one before? He, uh, he was named the MVP uh, at the All-American Bowl National Combine. Uh, after a dominating performance, and teams have started to pay attention to that. He picked up offers from Houston, North Texas, and Notre Dame. Since that happened, he's already got a handful of offers from places like Houston, SMU, and Tech, or Sam Houston, rather, SMU and Texas Tech. Uh, and, yeah, Logan Thomas, next man up there for the Peyto Panthers. Yeah, and I think they're going to rely on him a lot. That That's a defensive front that has to replace a lot of key mm -hmm. characters, right? You had um, – David Hicks Jr., who's moving on, the number one player in the 2023 DCTF Hot 100. Jari Anderson moving on to college. So, you know, Logan Thomas is going to be a key figure there. And he brings something a little bit different to the table than those two guys. You know, like David Hicks can get after the quarterback. I mean, he, he seems okay. He, we've seen him. But this guy's like a pure edge rusher mm -hmm. to me. And that's what really makes him special. He's a guy who can pin his ears back get after the quarterback and he's only going to get better as he, he matures and, and you can even see him you know standing up at linebacker and making some plays at times as well for Katie Pato um, but I like him as a true hand in the dirt defensive end as he grows and matures within um, his frame and at the next level I think that's where colleges are probably going to kind of target him uh, another one of these guys in that 2024 class who is just starting to scratch the surface of their potential. He could have very easily been the underclassman of the week this week or the uh, prospect on the rise, 
but I wanted to make him the recruiter of the week because he did get honored as being the MVP. That's a pretty prestigious event. Yes. You know, the All-American Combine's been around for a really long time. I mean, it used to be the Army All-American Combine, so it's still the same event, right? So it just doesn't – just lost the Army in front of it. But a lot of top players from across the country come to that Combine, not just players from Texas. So he was able to win the MVP award over the rest of the nation. Uh, he is a, a star, and he's the next big thing there at Katie Pato. Our always big thing next – yeah, Next after that. I like that. that one as much. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I okay. Our small thing is Greg Powers, the next level athlete. Follow him on Twitter at G Powers. Scalfall, next level athlete on Twitter. Next level D1C is fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Stick around because you and I are going to have a debate. Let's do it. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com, TexasFootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Let's get a quick word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. All right, we're here with Greg Powers, the Next Level Athlete. And with you, we like to talk recruiting because you're a recruiting guy. Wizard. Wizard. And... I want to talk a little bit about the recruiting calendar because it gets very, I don't want to say murky, but it certainly gets a little jumbled over the course of the season. And especially when you factor in other things that haven't existed except for the past few years, most notably the transfer portal. And I want to, I want to give you two quotes, two quotes. One of them is from Greg Sankey. Greg Sankey, of course, is the SEC commissioner, an extremely powerful man within college football. He said, quote, uh, basically he said that they he wants to end the early signing period. He wants to get rid of it altogether. Of course, the early signing period uh, started December 22nd, I believe it was, 21st? Yeah, 21st, 21st 23rd, 22nd, yeah. right? That is when the first time that FBS players or teams could sign with uh, Division One college football teams is in uh, starting then. Of course, there is the normal National Signing Day, which is in February as well. But we all kind of agree that right now the early signing period is when 90-plus percent of the prospects, at least they're going to FBS yeah. ranks, go go there. 
His quote that he gave to uh, Nicole Auerbeck of the, of the Athletic said, quote, we're crushing coaches in December, he said Saturday in a wide-ranging conversation. We're going at playoff games in December. We have to change early signing. We've created more pressure for young people. There was a notion that we need these long windows to alleviate the pressure. I think we created pressure for young people. We have to change December and college football to support the health of our participants and our leaders and to conduct the games. Um, end quote. That runs in contrast to a quote that we got from um, Todd Barry, who's the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, the AFCA, which had their big conference in Charlotte, I want to say this week, whereas he said that he wants to move the early signing period up before the transfer portal opened. Perhaps even, the, he told Adam Rittenberg of the ASPM, perhaps the um, first we Wednesday in December or right after Thanksgiving, the quote from Todd Berry, quote, it is so chaotic right now, end quote. So these are obviously two different views of the same topic. I think they both get to the same reasonable problem, which is in college football, December is nuts yep. for college football teams. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to get worse because right now as it exists, you've got, let's just lump in conference championship games, right? Your conference championship games. The transfer portal opens up on December 5th. That We'll use 2022. Yeah. It opened up on December 5th. You've got all the bowl games going on. You then have early signing periods starting December 21st. You're going to add in playoff games for these teams. For more, they're going to yep. add playoff games. There is this like crush of things that happen on the college football calendar in in December. So my question to you, Greg Powers, is what do we do? How do we take because it is it is nonstop for these college football coaches. How do we alleviate that in that that December crunch with all the things that are going on? I'm going to propose. An alternate reality. We call it the Powers Plan. This is the Powers Plan. Back to the Powers Zone we go. R.I.P. Maybe we can bring that back. I, I, I like, I like this idea. Okay. Okay. What if there was a world where you could sign your letter of intent whenever you wanted? Mm, what if there bold. was no signing period? What if you've made a commitment and you decided that on June? That's when I'm, I found the school I'm going to, and I'm going to sign my letter of intent, and it takes the pressure off of everybody all the time. So in many ways, what you're doing is you're getting rid of the verbal commitment. Yeah, you just get you rid of it. You can theoretically still You could verbal commit. commit, but I mean, if you found the place that you want to go, you're comfortable with it, you could sign. Contingency, you can get out of your letter of intent during the signing period of... Mm. January 1 when the dead period ends to February if you wanted to change so your mind. So you're basically taking what's there and flipping it completely upside down. If there's been a coaching change or some such. Yeah, like I just think, not like so, you, you just can't get out of it. You just can't sign. And here's why I like this. I'm putting this hand in hand with NIL. Hmm? You can't get an NIL deal unless you're signed. I like that. You I can get an NIL deal if you've signed with someone. And that's what allows you to market yourself and be marketed to companies so that companies can't take advantage of you and schools can't take advantage of you. You can sign anytime you want. After you've signed, you can negotiate an NIL deal. So, yeah, because the, to me, the, 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 the devil's advocate, I don't, I don't hate that plan. 
I want to be clear. I think that that's a pretty pretty decent uh, solution. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Let's say that I decide to sign with. Let's say I signed with North Texas. Okay. Right. I signed with North Texas in September because I really liked what North Texas had going. Well, now all of a sudden, I didn't sign up for Eric Morris. You know what I mean? I didn't sign up for for that. I would want my my request, and I've I've thought of this for a while, not just because of your plan. Right. There needs to be a carve out to get out of your not your your letter of intent on the basis of, in my opinion, a coaching change. Um, there are also, I mean, I look back on, um, and this is a terrible memory, but the Baylor scandal. You okay. remember when the Baylor scandal went down? Of course, Art Browse was fired in May. They had the entire, I guess it was 2016 class right. together, already put together. And Devin Duvernay, I think, was a part of that. Right. Uh, Jared Stidham was. Yeah. Right? And my thought, I remember coming on the air on this very program and saying, you've got to let all of them out of their sure. letter of intent. Like, there, there's no there's no way you can hold on to them. But ultimately, it ended up coming down, and Baylor, credit to Baylor, they did the right thing. They agreed to release anybody from their letter of intent who wanted to. Um, I think that there should be some escape hatches, so to speak, some escape clauses for these teams. Now, you have to, I think you need to limit it because it needs to because a letter of intent needs to mean something. Right. But I think in the case of a head coach, or maybe if you want to list one other assistant. That if they leave, you are able to to get out of your your thing. Like the guy who recruited you. Or your I don't position. know if I like the assistant. Oh yeah. Thing. You know, I I don't feel like you should. I get the head coach thing, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of players uh, carve out a solid relationship with the assistant coach. Yep. You know, who might be coaching their position, but those guys aren't around as. I mean, the there's a lot of coaching changes. Is it fair mm-hmm. to the guy who just signed? At Texas Tech, now that Emmett Jones is gone, there's not going to be a lot of yeah. fans clamoring for those guys to be let out of their letter of intent. That's true. Right? That's fair. You know, I get the coaching thing, and there are some contingencies there already for the from the NCAA. Like, if there's a coaching change, you can take another official visit to that school to make sure that you like the new coach, or mm-hmm. you know. But ultimately, it's a decision that you, your family, or those close to you, your coaches, whoever are going to make whether you want to sign or not. You don't have to sign in June. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sign in February. You you could sign in you can sign November in, or December, just like the guys are now. That's up to you. You could sign in July. And it puts a little bit know, more... Uh, July heading into your freshman season. Well, it puts more control in the hands of the college coaches, too. If they're coming to their players and saying, their recruits, saying, we want to have this thing wrapped up by July, before mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. We want to have it seventy-five to eighty percent done. Are you in or are you out? That's up to them too. Yeah, you know, you, I just think it gives more. I like it because it gives more control. And I think having like a here's a misconception with recruiting: you don't have to sign. Yeah, you don't have to sign anything. I mean, signing is just like a formality. Signing, signing is. You yeah. don't think A and M's going to take DJ Hicks if he doesn't sign? They're yeah. going to be like, come on, let's yeah. go. You know, so the the signing thing is just like for show. 
I it's guess. for it's for the NCAA clearinghouse basically that that it's it's the paperwork that they send over there but like it doesn't impact your scholarship right. theoretically like that's not a scholarship you like, can just show up on campus yeah and then be like hey like I have a you could you could just be a verbal commit the entire time and then just show up and sign your scholarship paperwork and never submit one to the NCAA clearinghouse I suppose yeah you could yeah do so, you think because you'd just be a walk on theoretically if you technically opened it up like that do you think that would have an effect on it like I go back to college in high school you had to sit in an assigned seat they told you like this is your Mm -hmm. assigned seat you're going to sit there you get to college and you're like oh i can sit wherever and everyone inevitably ends up sitting in their same seat every time you go to college like that's just how it works do you think that that same thing would happen there of if you open it up to year round that everyone would still kind of be like oh well, maybe there's a rush to get there or a rush there's, not that almost everyone would do it at the same time what just would, without the rules of it having of, to be that way. That's a great point. And one of the things that I would wonder Because people is, copy people. Because you hear all the time now about the challenges of roster management in college football. Right. You, uh, I, saw, I think I saw this the other day. Western Michigan hired a general manager. For their for their college football, sure. team. right? So like in the same way that like the Reds have a GM who yeah. makes the roster decisions, he's the GM for Western Michigan because with the portal and with signing or recruiting, it's just changed a lot. It's just changed so much. The the transfer portal. The one thing that would be a little interesting is that it would make roster management perhaps even more of a moving target than. Um, for these for for these college football programs, and I, I mean, uh, dare I say that the general manager thing might be commonplace. I think it's the new. You I know what I mean? Like I these it's, are. It's not like it, this. These are professional teams. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the kids are. Some of them are making great money. Some of them are trying to make like this is a this is a professional league now. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the way it. Mm-hmm. Was and, and as a matter of fact, like the way that I think about recruiting and covering recruiting is changing, right? Like a lot of the inter- a lot of the more interesting stories that aren't being told are probably like NIL stories. Mm-hmm. But why are those taboo to talk about? You know, I don't understand that whatsoever. I do know that we have some limitations as how we cover it specifically in Texas because these mm. kids can't get NIL deals until yeah they get to college. That's not the way it is in other states, but. If I'm a company that's signing a recruit to an NIL deal, I want them to talk about my company. Is that mm-hmm. not the reason why I'm signing them right. to the deal in the first place? Mm-hmm. If that's not the reason why that they're being signed to this deal, what is the reason, mm-hmm. which I think is more nefarious in a lot of instances? Yeah. Right? I want you to come to Clemson. Mm-hmm. I want you to, so I'm going to give you a great NIL here's, deal. Here's know? the other thing about... Um, and I'll close with this final point that I want to give you give you a chance to, to finish it off. Um, another thing that I think is problematic about college football the way it operates right now is that with all of these things there in December, it's hard to focus on any any one of them, right? I use the example of the NFL. The NFL has been supremely supremely impressive at making it a 365 league that's a 12 month league even though the games are only played in five of them six of them maybe five of them um it is something that the calendar runs all year long right you've got of course the season right as soon as the season wraps up you're talking about draft right 
They've made the schedule release a big deal. Yep. Right? They've got combined, like, everything Then before then. It's minicamp and things like that. They have done, a, an, 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 I think, better than any league in the world. They have done, they have structured their calendar to make sure there's something to talk about about your league year-round. Right? College football doesn't do that. College football, kind of signing day rolls around, and then there's a lull. And then there's spring football, and then there's the summer, and and is that by happened. design for other college? I think there's some other aspects to take under consideration too when talking like deeper, right? Mm-hmm. There are other college sports that Baylor wants you to concentrate on, right? Like Baylor's not theoretically just yeah. a football school; mm-hmm. they do a lot of other. I mean, I think they're really great at gymnastics, for example. Mm-hmm. Volleyball yeah. is really good at. Yeah, it was. Is it like acrobatics and tumbling or something yeah. like that? They're like they're like one of the best. Well, yeah, so I mean, like, OU is. Yeah, OU's OU really gymnastics yeah. programs like the so best th- in the nation. Mm-hmm. Those sports do want you to concentrate on their sports as well. So I think there's some different aspects as it relates to college. But I kind of even like what you just said now. Like, could there be a, for lack of a better term, like a free agent window that mm-hmm. you could sign in mm-hmm. in college? I I'm not proposing what I'm saying is like the exact answer, but I think this. Uh, I and I say this from a professional standpoint too, where I cover recruiting, right? Like I think if you could sign at any time or you could sign within a more extended window that doesn't make recruiting less interesting i think it makes it more interesting oh, i think it makes it absolutely more interesting i th- you know so job stability great check for me <laughs> right like that's good because you worry yeah. would worry about some of these changes right but i think it takes the pressure off of the coaches they don't mm-hmm. they don't have to cram everything into a window i think it takes the pressure off of the recruits a lot mm-hmm you know, they don't have to worry about that. You kind of see where these guys stand. You don't have to Look, get, yeah. Let's break it to the fans. These kids know where they're going. You know what I mean? Like, the, I would say 2% of them have honest-to-God changes of heart. Like in, they're in, in recruiting in battles. They're yes. recruiting battles, true yes. recruiting yes. battles. But that's, like, th- very clearly the outlier. Right. 90 to 95% of them... Know where they're going. Unless something changes. Unless something changes, like NIL. Yeah. Right? Um, And so that's... But that is... I think that it could be better for everybody if... If you are... If we can find a way to to spread this out a little bit more. And... Because it would take pressure off coaches. Coaches... I, I mean... These these guys, I don't feel. Look, I'm not here to tell you like boohoo for Jimbo Fisher, right? Because he's right. making a lot of money, right? But these guys' lives are consumed. They basically the kind of joke is that they basically get one week a year, and it is Fourth of July weekend. Every every college coach goes to their beach house in Destin, like in for the entire year. Like that's the one week they get off because every time else you're on the recruiting trail, right? Stuff like that. That would be a way of I think managing the workload a little bit. And I'm not I'm not here to tell you that this is why it happened, but I wonder if the death of Mike Leach was is a wake up call for some people. That 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 is if you're burning the candle at both ends. I mean, you talk about you know serious health implications. Right. Like you only get one life. That's absolutely right. And I I think one thing that we'll both I think I mean I I agree that I'm not a huge fan of the early signing period. I like the more traditional mm-hmm. signing period better. It came at a better time of the year for everyone. I think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you do have to train. You would have to transition from the end of the season into recruiting. It was the same for everybody. Mm -hmm. 
everybody had a transition. Everybody made the move, yeah. Right? And the early signing period, I just don't think it's fair. Even if you're only talking about eight teams, right? Mm -hmm. Eight teams play in the um, playoff, uh, the uh, conference championship Mm -hmm. games. There's more than that, I think. Yes. But just use eight eight as an example, eight to ten. Yeah. Those teams can't start recruiting until their season is over. So while the other teams are out on the recruiting trail for that week while they're preparing, you're punished for playing in a championship game. Yeah. Um, And I don't think – I mean, why would you even have a rule that's not fair? So there were just like things about it that I don't understand, but there are a lot of things about – NCAA that well, is perplexing. There's, there's that large, is perplexing. There's a larger conversation as to whether or not college football should operate under the purview of the NCAA. That's probably the time for uh, yeah. probably another conversation. But it is interesting, and, and I think that I think you know you saw we, we started this by talking about those kind of disparate views from Greg Sankey, um, you know, of, of the SEC as well as uh, uh, the the gentleman that Todd Berry, the head of the, uh, the the AFCA. I think they're both trying to solve the same problem. Right. right, they're both trying to solve the same problem, which is college football in January, in December, basically, and in certain times of the year, it's unsustainable. Like that type of workload and that type of like so much pressure is put on that time of year. They're just obviously coming about it different views, and you kind of went with a third way, which I think is also a. a I think it's just the way I've been thinking. You know what I mean? It was just the way I've been thinking about it. I'm I'm not even opposed to saying like you could sign in the spring to to summer, right? Or you could sign December to February. I do think that, and and, and to close this out, I do think that there is is value in having portal windows. Like as far as like what they exist now, like you can enter from now to now, you can enter from from so-and-so to so-and-so dates. Because you do need to have some sort of roster stability there for certain times of the college football. The portal season. is wild. The portal is wild. The, the portal is a game changer. The portals. I mean, even from An kids that changer. are like like kids are on the road traveling to see these schools mm-hmm. like for a week, and then like boom, this is where I'm going to yeah. go. You know, it's a it's a wild thing, man. Like that that would be a great behind the scenes story is to go with someone like on, on their, a portal visit on yeah. their portal visits. Like, yeah. where did you go? Like, oh, I went to. Boston College, and then I went to Utah, and then I, you know, went down to USF. You know, yeah. so it'd be it'd wild. be wild to follow that. Anyway, there's some talk about what the recruiting calendar should look like. There we go. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's second favorite segment, final thoughts. Um, we did have a question sure. um, about that. It was if no early signing period, how would you handle early enrollment? December early signing period helps those not so top five, four, three stars because most of them will sign early, giving schools a better idea of where the big guys go. And I think that uh, that's a great question. And I think that your solution, which is sign any time, mm-hmm. solves that, which is if you're Arch Manning, Arch Manning committed uh, when we were at 7-on-7. Seven seven. He committed right. in, uh, in, in late June. If he wants to sign right then, he can enroll on January one or January, mm-hmm. and then it can no- negotiate a fat nil deal. Right. And until then, yeah. you can't. You know that's how I. That's what, I just like to put some rules around it. But to answer that question more with facts, I guess there's always been early enrollees, even during when there was no early yeah. signing period. You could still be an early enrollee, and that kind of goes back to the thing of that you don't have to sign a letter of intent to go to college, right? You could be a commitment, um, and they. If you were graduated, I think the rule was is if you're graduated from high school or had the credits to go into college that you could sign your letter of intent early, um, kind of like it is now. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what they maybe built the early signing period mm-hmm. kind of around is that you could sign then and then still be an early enrollee. So, I mean, the letter of intent doesn't 
Yeah, and you can enroll whenever. You know, you could go to college. You know, Quinn and Ewers went to college a whole year early. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. anything else? Uh, ROF coming up at two. Republic of football this. coming up here at two. They will break down that squeaker college football national championship game. Uh, and you're going to the North Texas basketball game, right? I am. Go Mean Green. Go Mean Green. Pickle loves surprise hugs. No. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending <laughs> a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Greg Powers and Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. See you tomorrow for Dumb Thursday on Texas Football Today. Dumb Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>